Hello, everyone. Welcome to the message for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio, for Sunday, January the 21st, 2024. We appreciate you being here today. My name is Melvin Gaines. Let's go ahead and get started with our message for today with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for your presence, and we thank you for the Spirit who gives us wisdom and knowledge as we listen to you speak to us right now. Pardon me. We thank you for your loving kindness and your presence. We pray that you continue to bless our church, bring people to our church with a heart for God as you have answered that prayer each and every time we have done that, and we thank you for that too. We pray now, Lord, that we hear only the words of the Spirit speak, not my words, but your words. In Jesus' precious name, amen. In my early teens, I often took car rides with my parents, but I found myself getting car sick when I was not looking outside the windows. It prompted me to sit in the back seat in the middle so that I could see straight ahead and look out at everything everything that was in front of us as we moved along. I grew to like that spot in the car a lot. I knew that it was a cure for being car sick, but it also gave me appreciation for seeing where we were going and imagining what it would be like when I learned to drive. Fast forward about 10 years later to the day when I was hired as a sales rep and retail merchandiser for Activision video games. The job was originally based in Cincinnati and had a territory where I covered Southern Ohio and much of Kentucky. These were all places I had never, ever been before, and it gave me a new myriad of of experiences. I heard Southern accents for the first time when I went to Cincinnati and Kentucky. I drove through many places there, and it gave me the bug to travel from that very moment. I did not face any barriers to travel. I had no issues when I rented a room at Motel 6 in Louisville and ate supper at the Steak and Shake next door. In contrast, my parents didn't travel very much, and I'm pretty sure that my grandparents didn't either especially during the days when Jim Crow laws existed. In those days, it was not convenient nor expedient to travel in certain areas because of the restrictions for blacks that were in place. There were sundown towns where blacks could walk the streets during the day, but were not allowed there at all after dark. In fact, if a person or a family wanted to travel for business, leisure, or even to visit a sick or dying relative, it was a very stressful trip if you were going into unfamiliar places. If you wanted to get something to eat, you would most likely encounter restaurants that would only serve white people. Thanks to a very special man named Victor Hugo Green, a Harlem postal carrier who had also an interest in travel. He helped others with information as to where blacks could travel freely and bypass places where there were restrictions. He compiled a list of recommendations for blacks of the best places to go and see. Green is famous for the Green Book, a guidebook that was originally published in 1936 in order for African Americans to safely navigate the roads of a segregated country. Green wrote in the introduction to the 1949 edition, quote, With the introduction of this travel guide in 1936, it has been our idea to give the Negro traveler information 
that will keep him from running into difficulties, embarrassments, and to make his trips more enjoyable. End quote. He identified services and places that were relatively friendly to blacks so they could find lodging, businesses, and gas stations that would serve them along the road. Green even opened his own travel agency in New York City in 1947. The Green Book grew to the point where over two million of them were sold, and they were published every year until 1966. Green once said that he had hoped there would be a day when his book was no longer needed. He died in 1960, but he was responsible for helping blacks everywhere to move about more freely and live peacefully during a very stressful time in our country. How do you combat the stresses of life? You take a few deep breaths and keep calm. There is no better feeling than hitting the open road and taking in deep breaths of fresh air as you explore the roads or even hit the beach. This is why doing something different every once in a while is very good for you. We all need to experience the calming presence of the beauty of nature. It all begins with unplugging from your routine and centering yourself on the calming presence of Jesus Christ. Have you ever considered the time that you spend before the Lord should be a time that involves peace and quiet? I've never really understood people who take a vacation and then take their work laptop with them to keep in touch with what's going on at work. That isn't calming or peaceful to me. Now, for me and my lovely bride, who are, cre are creatives, we often make the declaration, have iPad, will travel. We take our gear with us and use it during our downtime on the road because it is relaxing and peaceful as we draw, read, and write. We need to ensure that our downtime is best used to seek the Lord's presence and express ourselves in a manner that truly invites him in. Keep calm and chill out. Now, this is not all about taking the Lord with you when you go on vacation. This is about ensuring that your personal relationship in Jesus continues to grow, no matter where we are throughout the day. The calming presence of Jesus is always appropriate and should always be an important part of your life's pursuits. Turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Matthew 11, Matthew chapter 11. Let's take a look at verses 28 through 30. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Now this will be in the New International Version. Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. I love the words of Jesus in this passage, and I hope that you can re relate to these as well, too. Verse 28, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We have enough burdens in life where if we take on one more thing, we would probably collapse. Jesus makes it clear that he is not heavy at all. He's there to help you deal with your burdens. That alone 
should help you to breathe easier. I love Jesus because he is always there. But I need to go to him to experience his peace and rest. I have to go to him and learn from him. I have to sit still with him from time to time as I need to be in tune with his will for my life and receive his assurance, his reassurance, excuse me, as he addresses my prayers and petitions. Jesus loves you and cares very much for you. And yet you and I could do a much better job of returning that love directly to him. His attributes of humility and gentleness are what needs to become more natural for each one of us. Our challenge is to draw near to him as much as we can while we're living here in today's world. Today's message is all about keeping calm and trusting Jesus with the results. Now we've heard all these things before, but I'm compelled to use a verse here to qualify, first of all, if we're all on the same page. Turn please to Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read verses 28 and 29. And I want you to pick up something as we go through this passage. Romans 8, verses 28 and 29. Verse 28 is most familiar to a lot of us. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. Romans 8, starting at verse 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Verse 29, for God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Now, this verse is often used to affirm that God loves you and that he is working everything for our ultimate good. And note that not everything that happens to us on the surface is good. But when God is in it, he is the one who is glorified. But there is a conditional statement within these verses. Did you pick up on it? Here it is. Do you love God? How are we to love God? We love him by being obedient to him and keeping his commands. In John chapter 14, verse 15 says, it says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Now go ahead and turn to 1 John Chapter 4, 1 John 4, I'm going to read verses 7 and 8 for you. I'd like you to follow along. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. And this will be uh, from the English Standard Version. 1 John 4, verse 7 and 8. Verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So let's be clear about something here. God's love for you is not conditional. He loved you before you loved him. We can find that in 1 John 4 verse 19. Your love for God begins with your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Keep calm and keep Christ in your heart. Let's keep calm, C-A-L-M, 
is the acronym I'm going to be using, by recognizing and maintaining these Christ-like attributes. First of all, the C in calm is going to represent the word composure. In a world of craziness, we have fewer and fewer examples of those who maintain their composure. As a follower of Jesus, you have got to keep your cool. Your testimony of Jesus will be undermined if you are known to be a hothead or if you can't seem to control your potty mouth. In other words, don't succumb to the temptation of responding as the world dictates. For some, it might be the toughest lesson for today and for every day. I want you to follow with me in a passage. Uh, it's it's semi-lengthy, not too long. Luke chapter 6. Go to Luke 6. And we're going to start at verse 27 and read through down to verse 36. Luke 6, verses 27 through 36. This will be in the NIV version. And just looking at it on the surface, some people will think that this is a radical teaching. But this is exactly what Jesus wants every believer to do and make and take account of. Verse 27, Luke chapter 6. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Verse 32. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. Verse 35, but love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. Notice how Jesus makes the comment at the very beginning of this passage to you who are listening. To you who are listening. Which implies that there were people in the audience during his Sermon on the Mount, which we would also find in Matthew chapter 5, who were not paying attention to his words. If you choose not to listen to him, that's your prerogative. But a true believer in Jesus relies upon his wisdom through the power of the Holy Spirit. And he takes into account the words that Jesus has to speak. Keep calm and remember the words of Jesus. I want you to turn to John chapter 14, please. John 14, verse 21. John 14, verse 21. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation, this passage. John chapter 14, verse 21. Those who accept my commandments and obey them 
are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them. And I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. That's what needs to take place for every believer. The A in calm represents the word assurance. Assurance. I'll provide two definitions for assurance. First, per Merriam-Webster, the word assurance, which is a noun, is a confidence of mind or manner, easy freedom from self-doubt or uncertainty. In a theological sense, assurance refers to a believer's confidence in God, a confidence that God responds to prayer, and confidence in eternal security through salvation. Note the word confidence. The resurrection of Jesus is the confidence that we have through faith. Assurance is the absence of doubt through faith in the works of Jesus Christ. Keep calm and take assurance that salvation awaits for all who trust and believe in Jesus might be a good idea to consider exactly where your relationship is with Jesus Christ. Have you been listening to him? Have you heard his words? Do you understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to convey to you? And yes, it's the Spirit is the one. The Spirit is the one who gets people to acknowledge the importance of recognizing Jesus as Lord. One word that we see assurance is in the song by Fanny Crosby, Blessed Assurance. Let's look at the lyrics of that really quick. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Amen. The L in calm stands for long-suffering. Long-suffering. Jesus promises us that there are going to be problems in the world, but wants you to trust him and that he already has the victory. Amen. He already has the victory. Please take a look at John chapter 16, verse 33. John 16, 33. I'll be reading from the NIV version. John chapter 16, verse 33. And the words of Jesus are words of reassurance. He says in this passage, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Amen. Every believer has the capability of patience and long-suffering through the enabling of the indwelling Holy Spirit. Long-suffering in Christ is directly associated with the changing, sanctifying power within your relationship with Jesus. Please turn to Romans 5, Romans chapter 5, and we're going to look at verses 3 through 5. 
Everything that we're speaking about here is something that the Spirit gives to you and enables you to be able to be successful in overcoming these troubles that we always seem to run into. Romans 3, pardon me, Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. And this is going to be the NIV version. Verse 3, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. In James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, English Standard Version, it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Amen. Keeping calm does involve perseverance. Keep calm and persevere, for our prize is eternal life with Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. That's ultimately what we're going for. That's the prize. And for those of you who have not yet decided to wholeheartedly follow Jesus, give this your immediate consideration today. Why? Turn to 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter 3. And let's look at verse 9. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9. This is from the English Standard Version. Verse 9. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. The Lord is very patient. And I'm going to read Romans 2, verse 4 as well, too. Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? Here's a cautionary statement. Those who hesitate in this matter regarding this relationship with Jesus that he wants you to have with him, if you fail to take action on that, you are subject to great loss great loss and I'm going to leave it there because most of you who have heard about the truth about Jesus you know what the consequence is if you fail to acknowledge Jesus as Lord the M in calm in our acronym represents the word mildness 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 is not a sign of weakness men it is to carry a gentle disposition. Mildness is a reflection of one's character. It requires a humble heart. From the definition of mildness, it involves the characteristics of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is essentially what mildness is all about. Verse 22, or pardon me, Galatians 5, verses 22 through 25. Go ahead and turn to that. Galatians 5, 
verses 22 through 25. I'll be reading from the NIV version. Galatians 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have, been, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So what's the one thing we need to pay attention here to? Keep calm and live in humility as your Savior did. That's what Jesus did. You may have noticed throughout this message that there is an element of self-care that is part of this message. Keeping calm is actively quieting yourself down when things get difficult. In doing this, it also provides the opportunity to reflect upon the goodness and timeliness of Jesus in your life. How, ha how often have you asked yourself where you would be without Jesus? I know that I've asked many times. Keep your composure. Live with assurance that Jesus is for you. Remain patient in your long suffering as you represent Christ. Live in the Spirit with mildness and humility. Let's look at one more passage Philippians 2. Philippians chapter 2, and we're going to look at verses 14 through 16. And I, I sincerely wish that every believer would really pay attention to this passage because it's very easily, easy to get caught up in what the world is doing. But Christ is calling you to a greater mission. This is the New Living Translation, Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. First verse is great here in verse 14. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Got that? So that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God. Shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Verse 16. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. In a fast-paced world, you will find that the best place to park yourself is in God's word and in trusting in your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Keep calm and trust Jesus for life. Let's pray. Lord, you indeed are worthy of our praise. And we thank you for loving us unconditionally. We thank you for that love that you've shared with us. And Lord, we thank you for your patience as we circle back to you and recognize who you are. Lord, may we trust you more. May we rely upon you more. May we pray to you more. May we seek you more and more. May we indeed take on you because your burden is light. Your yoke is easy. And Lord, may we live in that manner where we want to honor you in everything that we do. 
Thank you, Lord, for reminding us about keeping calm as we trust in you. Bless us and keep us now, Lord, and we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for the message for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio, for Sunday, January 21st, 2024. For more content, we suggest you contact us or follow us on akronalliance.org. That's our main website. And refer to content here at the Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page and also our YouTube channel. God bless you. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time.